You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Some believe that aliens are visiting Earth. There's no doubt that aliens may exist somewhere in the universe. And with videos like this one constantly being published, it makes you wonder. You're watching Darkness Prevails, the best channel to share your creepy stories with the world because this world is a strange one. The universe is so complex and vast that odds are aliens are out there somewhere, but are they advanced enough to visit us while still realistically even wanting to visit our species? Well, the following stories of allegedly real alien encounters might show us that yes, aliens are on Earth. If you want your story in a future video, I'm looking for stories about Firewatch and Amazon warehouse workers. Send them over at darknessprevails.org submit. Now, are you ready to be visited by life from another world? A world just as strange. Number one, Gazebo Experience. Submitted by Venice D. I was always a very outgoing child. I didn't always live in America. For the first five years of my life, I lived in the Philippines. I had a grandfather on my mother's side that passed away two years before I was born. He was buried in this traditional Chinese cemetery since he was half Chinese, and his siblings wanted him to be buried there. So every year, we would go to that cemetery with my grandma, my uncles, cousins, and parents to celebrate his birthday or to just randomly show up and put flowers on his grave. It was a time for my family to come together and celebrate his life. My grandma is a really chill person, so when my parents would not be able to show up, she let me roam around the cemetery as much as I want for however long I wanted. I liked playing with my cousins, pulling pranks on them, playing hide and seek and whatnot, but I also liked playing by myself Half the time I was there would be spent just wandering off. This was a huge cemetery, and there were iron fences all around it, so even though it was huge, I couldn't run away just like that. I knew every inch of this cemetery down to where certain shrubs were. This is important because of the next part. As I knew every inch of the cemetery, I would notice when something showed up that was out of place. It was Chinese New Year, and everyone in the family came to pay their respects to grandfather. It's not like here in America, where a deceased loved one is mourned forever. In the Philippines, we take that time to celebrate their life. I was around five years old at the time, and it was my last year before my family moved to Pennsylvania, so I decided to give it one last walk around. I was walking for maybe 10 minutes and came across a clearing. The sun was golden and everything around me was illuminated. It was beautiful and there was tall grass surrounding me. And then I saw the gazebo in the distance. I don't ever remember seeing a gazebo here 
and I had a really good memory and layout of the whole cemetery, but for some reason, I'd never seen this gazebo before. Surely I would have seen it being built as we came here often, but it literally just appeared. Anyway, I was drawn to this gazebo. I remember it being an off-white color, and it looked like a fun place to play in. So I began to walk towards it, and when I got there, I remember just running around it and walking back and forth. This is where the weird things begin. I was standing in the middle of this gazebo when I hear the weirdest noise in the whole world. It was like a guttural engine noise. I have no idea how to describe it beyond that. With that noise came a strange high-pitched sound that hurt my ears. I tried looking around me and then all of a sudden, the sounds stopped. It was quiet again and I couldn't hear anything but I could see the tall grass swaying in the wind, except I couldn't feel the wind or even hear it. And then I see a strange thing peering out from behind the grass. It was small and about the same height as my five-year-old self. I could hear it making clicking noises. The being, or whatever it was, was coming just into view. Then suddenly, I was back with my family near my grandfather's grave, and they were packing up things to go home. The sun was fading, and I was just standing there dumbfounded. What in the world happened? I don't remember much after that. I just remember going home and thinking it was a strange dream, but I knew deep down that it wasn't. I know the difference between being asleep and being awake, and I had been very much awake. Growing up, I remember having the incident just randomly pop into my head, but I would always brush it aside as it made me feel uncomfortable. But a few months ago, I finally decided to confront the memory. My grandma lives with my family now here in America, and I decided to ask her about things we used to do back in the Philippines. I asked her about the cemetery, and she smiled and said I would run around a lot and annoy all the older cousins. I asked her if she remembers a white gazebo. At first, she said no, and then asked me to draw it for her. So I drew it, and she shook her head and said there was no such thing. I then asked her if there was a time when I was gone for a long while during one of these cemetery outings, and she shook her head again and said no, because the cemetery was fenced in. I decided to drop the subject until she told me about one incident where I was acting really strange. I pressed her on the subject and she told me that the last time we were there. I came back after playing, she said, with a strange look in my eyes. I asked her, what do you mean exactly? She told me, you were always smiling and laughing, but the last time you came back, you looked extremely upset like something was bothering you. For a week after that, you were so violently sick, we had you in the hospital. After that, I dropped it. I don't know what happened to me in that cemetery, and at this point, I don't think it's a good idea to keep remembering it. I'm not really sure about paranormal things being real, but I have no explanation for this. I don't know what I saw or what I heard that was making those mechanical sounds, but 
and I promise I'm being 100% real with you here. Sometimes before I fall asleep, I swear I can hear that same clicking noise. Number two, Alien or Robot, submitted by Darth Exodus. Me and my best friend Kevin often drive around looking for abandoned places to explore and creep ourselves out in. In rural Tennessee, we ended up finding such a place, an abandoned house. We went inside. The place was absolutely trashed. There were empty bottles everywhere, trash all over the place, torn up furniture, and even a smashed TV. We went upstairs and found mostly empty rooms, save for a bedroom that had an intact bed and a bunch of evidence that someone had too much of a good time in here, if you catch my drift. Then we decided to look around in the basement, and to our surprise, there were no creepy surprises, no signs of a weirdo having been there. It was around that time that we heard something coming from just outside. I slowly made my way over to the small basement window, and I saw something bizarre standing just outside the house. Believe me, it was the last thing I expected to see. I expected to see some teens hanging out, some suspicious man walking about, or maybe even a nocturnal animal exploring like we were. At least something like that would make use of the trash around us. But this was different. The thing was about seven feet tall, and its waist was slightly thinner than its hips and upper chest. It seemed to be covered in some kind of metal. The feet were very reptile-like, it had thin, but very strong-looking still arms. I counted six fingers on each of its hands. The way it looked, it was like some sort of hybrid between machine and organism. And my very first thought was this was some sort of weird taxidermy art. But then I saw that it was breathing. I heard Kevin behind me. He gasped even louder than I had. I can't say I blame him. This was the most bizarre thing we'd ever seen, and I think both of us were questioning our sanity. When the creature jerked its head towards us, my heart pounded so hard it was painful, but luckily the thing didn't see us, apparently. The thing was just looking around the outside of the house, but then it disappeared out of sight and soon we heard metallic clanking on the floor above us. It had entered the house. I began to panic, and I thought of an idea that might save us. There was an old screwdriver on the ground in the basement. I grabbed a hold of it, opened the window, and threw it out a bunch of trash that was on the lawn. It made plenty of noise. Then we heard the sound of those footsteps coming more rapidly, going back outside but we didn't move from the basement just yet because the thing had stopped outside looking around the area the noise had come from. We must have waited in that basement for another half hour before the thing had disappeared into the woods. Only then did we feel brave enough to run out of the house at full speed. As we drove away down the road, I swear we saw strange lights in the sky 
and I thought at any moment a light would appear right above us and we might never be seen again. I don't know what we saw that night. Maybe it was just a man in a suit looking to scare kids away from the property, Scooby-Doo style. Maybe the house had a gas leak or fungus that caused us to hallucinate. It's just extremely hard to believe what we saw that night could possibly be real. Number three, they come at night. Submitted by Geotis. I did not believe in the paranormal, did not believe in ghosts, angels, demons, or hauntings. I truly believe anything can be explained away by science or even tricks of the mind. Unfortunately, what I experienced here is something that I cannot explain. To me, it was as real as it could get and more terrifying than you can imagine. Now, I've been sleepwalking since I was a child. I've also fallen victim to lucid dreaming. I go to sleep and often wake up in random parts of my home. Every time I wake up, I see things watching me. The typical alien gray looking things. Not some 3D rendering, not CGI, but skin and flesh creatures peering out at me. I can see the texture of their skin, the moisture on the surface. I can see them blinking their eyes. I can see spasms in their thin muscles as they walk. I cannot say that they are aliens because I don't want to jump ahead to conclusions, but I do know that they're real. Unlike thousands of so-called abductees, they didn't take me aboard any ship. They don't even talk to me or probe me or anything like that. They don't share secrets with me. All they do when I wake up is stare at me from a distance. I can't communicate with them because even though I'm awake, when I see them, I cannot move. I cannot speak. They just watch me for a few minutes, walking amongst each other. I know what you may be thinking. I'm just imagining things, right? Wrong. I've been home alone with my younger brother. He's never had one of my experiences. But one night, everything changed. While my parents were gone, he and I fell asleep on the couch in the living room while watching a movie. I woke up to my brother calling my name, not screaming, but calmly calling out for me. I woke up and turned to him. He was staring at something across the room, and I could see a look of terror in his face. Without turning, I knew what he was looking at. Then I did turn, and I saw two of those same beings looking at us, just blankly staring. My brother and I were actually able to speak and move, but we stayed still and were too afraid to actually say anything to them. But my brother did start crying and he began to ask me, what did they want? I said, I don't know. I said, we'll be okay that they'll leave soon. After another hour, they finally left. It's been months and he hasn't seen them again nor have I. I'm not sure what is happening, but I'm glad to know that I'm not crazy. 
This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number 4. Alien Brain Scan Submitted by Eddie Word I was 13 years old at the time, living in almost the middle of nowhere. My house was relatively the only building on this street, with many fields all around us. Now to the story. It was late one night, and I was heading off to bed. Usually, I left my old TV on as a sort of nightlight, because, to be honest, I was afraid of the dark. At the time, I noticed that there was a light shining from under my door from the next room over. Right after I closed my eyes, I reopened them to see nothing but darkness, no TV light how I'd left it, no light under my door like I saw, not even moonlight from my window. Then I noticed that I had been strapped down as all I could move were my fingers and toes, but that's it. I couldn't even move my head, but I could feel straps on me. For some reason, I didn't scream. I sat there thinking, what is going on? I looked around for a few seconds, then I heard a strange noise coming from directly above me. The only way I can describe the noise is like the noise you'd hear from a steaming boat engine mixed with the sound you'd expect from swinging a thin stick through the air quickly. This went on for about an hour, though it was probably only a few minutes. Then I heard a knock that seemed like it was coming from my door, but like I said, there was no light from the door. But after the second knock, all of the light quickly came back at once, and I was left in my bed with all the blankets on the floor, and the straps were gone, yet when I looked at my skin, 
I found rectangular marks where something had been pressed hard into my skin. If you have any idea what I experienced, please let me know. And number five, The Creeped Out Kid, submitted by Eric. When I was younger, around six years old, I was just like any other normal kid. I played outside every day, rode my bike as much as I could with friends in the neighborhood. I never really got into anything scary or even gave it that much thought until I was caught in the middle of something that defied understanding and explanation. I lived in South Carolina in Orangeburg, which is in a much older part of the state. There are historical buildings, large Victorian-style homes, and historical colonial sites abound in that region. The house I lived in was an older home built in the 1970s that had a fairly unique style. It had a full concrete porch that was built into the house so that the roof of the house actually covered the open porch as well as the rest of it. If you came in through the garage on the left side of the house, if you were facing it, you would walk into the small kitchen. Then you would walk into the living room, which had a back door into the yard. Our hallway was off of the living room, and it was T-shaped, having bedrooms on both sides of the top of the T. My parents' bedroom was off the left of the side of the T, along with a guest room. On the right side was my sister's room, and my room was adjacent to that. The layout will become important later. My room did have a large window that went from the floor to the ceiling on the wall that overlooked the front yard. This large window would become the source of a lot of paranormal experiences. This all began when the movie E.T. came out on VHS. My dad had picked it up for me and my sister from school, and we were going home. He said he picked up this new movie, and we were going to get pizza and watch it together on my dad's large screen projector television. I was a kid that was afraid of anything creepy at the time, so I naturally asked my father, is it a scary movie? It was my go-to question for new movies we were going to watch, because I was not going to sit through a terrifying movie. My dad, being a prankster, told me, yeah, it was horrifying, and that it was the scariest movie he had ever heard of. So I, naturally, didn't want to watch it. I remember sitting at the kitchen table, from which you could easily see into the living room and even watch the TV. I would sneak peeks at the movie. Certain scenes stuck out to me, such as the E.T. creature in the cornfield jump scare that caused my gaze to go away from the TV for a while or to make my arms hide my head. But as the movie went on, I had this stigma of being nervous and scared, so now anytime I saw that creepy long-necked alien, I was horrified. The next big scene that absolutely scared me was when E.T. was sick and he was all white and reached up to the camera for help. The creepy white E.T. definitely stuck into my head for a while. So I was introduced to the most terrifying alien monster the world had ever seen in E.T. As times go by in that house, things begin to happen that were unexplainable. Cupboards would open randomly. The fridge would open by itself. Any visitors that we got at the house always felt 
uncomfortable. Often my parents would send me to my room to get something or to put something away, so I would run as fast as possible to get down the hallway. Then I would kick on the light so that I could have light as soon as possible. The entire time I'd run down the hallway, I had this feeling of being chased. I would turn around and swear I saw the shadow of something disappear, and there was this evil feeling throughout the hallway. Other times, I'd be sleeping in my bedroom. We had bunk beds, by the way, and I'd be facing the large window in my room. Through this window of terror, I would see shapes of things running across the yard. I even saw what appeared to be large white E.T. with glowing red eyes and sharp fangs staring at me through the window. I've seen this image so many times that my parents were used to it. They, though, did not believe any of this, as I was just a child with an overactive and scared imagination, even though they all had their own experiences in the house. Because of the strange window to apparently another world and the other things that scared me, I usually moved my bed several times so that I would not have to face the window or the open doorway. I often had friends over as well, and I would never mention any of these things to them that I've seen because I didn't want them to think that I was scared of my own house. On one such night when friends were over, we were staying in my room and had broken apart the bunk beds to make two separate beds near each other. They were facing the hallway door from my room and the door was closed. I was just about to go to sleep when I saw some light slowly creeping into the room from the hallway, like the door was slowly being opened. My heart, of course, began to pound I was getting that terrified feeling all over again. I looked into the hallway from the room and I saw a whitish gray hand holding the door as it was being pushed open. At this point in my life, I was terrified of aliens of every kind, the grays being the one that made my skin crawl. So the white hand moved aside and in walks two alien grays they were wearing this black skin-tight garment of some kind, and they walked into the room between the beds. My eyes were the only things peeking above the blanket. My friends were asleep in the other bed and on the floor to my right. I was in the bed to the left. The greys looked around and at us and at me, then turned around and left. The second they left, my friend on the right of me freaked out and asked me if I had seen it too. I told him it looked like aliens. I was apparently smiling as I was glad that someone else had seen them. His brother woke up also and spoke up, saying that can't be real. I felt so validated at that point. It was comforting. I feel I owe a little backstory about the aliens as well. My mother was a hardcore alien UFO conspiracy nut she had her own experience in that house with these alien greys and a UFO allegedly landing in our backyard, so I did not know how to take that as truth or not, considering I thought I was dealing with demons. However, when I did see the ET thing out of my window, it was always lit by some giant bright light from the back, something I felt that the entire neighborhood should have seen. I'm also reminded of the movie Dark Skies, where everything going on in the house seemed and felt paranormal, but it was aliens in the end. 
After all those experiences, we had a pretty solid basis of a steady haunt going on in our house, and for some reason, I was in the middle of it. A few months later, I was asleep in my room on the bottom bunk. My mother was a nurse working second shift, which would end very late at night around midnight. She would park in the garage and walk through the kitchen down the hall and go to the left to her room. Keep in mind, she has to walk through the living room to get to the hallway. After she was in her pajamas and ready to settle down for the night, she had an odd feeling to check on her kids. As I now have kids of my own, I know that feeling. So she went down the hallway to my sister's room. She saw her asleep and fine. Then she went into my room and looked around, but could not find me. She called my name and started to panic, walking through the house. I wasn't in any other part of the house. Feeling frantic, she checked my sister's room again, then the guest room, her room even, and then went further through the house. She found me sleeping on the couch, tucked into a well-made bed. I had a sheet under me and one on top, and I had a pillow under my head and a large and very heavy wool blanket covering me up, tucked into both sides. I looked extremely cozy, apparently. My mother was thoroughly confused as she had just walked into the living room from coming home, and I was not on the couch before, so she decided to wake me up and ask me how I got there so fast. She shook me awake and asked. My reply still creeps her out to this day. I had said, that nice man picked me up and put me here. Instantly, she was scared and ran throughout the house trying to see if anyone else was there, but there wasn't, just my dad snoring in their bedroom. Now, from what I remember, I was asleep in bed and I was on the bottom bunk and on my back when, all of a sudden, I woke up. I do not know how, but I was just awake. I wasn't tired at all and I wasn't scared this time. Then I saw a man lean over the bed and look at me. I remember his face so well, even 30 years later. He reminded me of Jesus, like what the artist's impressions of Jesus look like. He was wearing robes and everything. He looked down at me and said, we're going to put you somewhere that's safe. I remember being lifted up, but I was still lying down completely. I remember being carried out of my room it was as if I was floating down the hallway. I saw the top of the bathroom go by, and I was then put down on the couch and tucked in, and the bed made real quickly. I fell back to sleep, only to be woken up by my mother, who was asking how I'd got there. I'm guessing that that finally got to my parents, as they had a priest come to the house and bless it and remove any evil in it. I think things finally calmed down a bit after that. However, I still felt wary of that house. When we moved away finally when I was 13, it was a freeing experience and I felt a lot better afterwards. A while after that, we ended up asking the new homeowners later if they had experienced anything in the house and so far they haven't. So I suppose whatever it was had finally moved on. I don't know if it was aliens or demons or whatever but I do know that this was far from normal and not of this world. Yes, I believe in aliens, but beyond that, I don't know what I believe. 
I sincerely hope that they are visiting Earth. I hope that one day we can see them and meet them ourselves. But the idea that they've been covered up by the government and not a single person has leaked real intangible evidence that has changed all our minds, that's fishy to me. On the other hand, maybe hoping we're visited by a more advanced race is a bad idea because that could mean we're at the mercy of a more powerful species that may have the worst in mind for all of us. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send me your creepy true stories at darknessprevails.org submit. I'm looking for Amazon warehouse worker stories and stories from Firewatch. If you want to go above and beyond, think about donating just one buck a month at patreon.com darknessprevails and you'll get your name in the credits at the end of these videos. Thank you. Now, as always, here are my five favorite early comments from my previous full video about five creepy UPS driver stories. Blue Turret says, it's always a nightmare to see the shape of the thing you ordered when it finally arrives. Oh yeah, you should have seen the box to the plates we ordered after the wedding. I can't believe the plates came out fine because the box looked like it endured three horror movies and a Lord of the Rings trilogy. Alex Brill says, first, love you and my cat keeps on attacking me, send help. If you don't want your cat, but you don't want to put it to waste, I hear the meat is pretty good. Gypsy Fox says, delivering another great set of creepy stories, as always right on time. I wish you were my postman. No, really, mine's always losing the mail. Sounds like someone should be in a different job. Michael Spence says, what's in the box? That movie messed me up. If anyone else wants to be completely horrified, the movie's called Seven. It stars Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. You're welcome. Typical Hanzo Main says, I love your videos. Lick my feet, please, Poppy. Uh, no. I think I'd rather pick up after my dog with my teeth than lick feet. Thanks for the offer, though. And that nasty comment brings us to the end of the video. Thanks so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed. Here are the credits to my patrons who continue to donate and keep this channel running. Until next time, stay safe out there and stay creepy.